Wilson, like a cork in the ocean over his head. Marking contest over the top, Subic's great grab. Across the ground, bam, in comes Donny Wurzlow. Got it out to a oh. kick, kick smothered, check, Hunter. Who would have thought the sequel would be just as good as the original? Kicks inside 50, McGovern, McGovern, what a player. Shank needs to be in perfect the the premiers of 1992. The 1994 premiers. Premiers. The 2018 AFL Premiership team. The West Coast Eagles. <laughs> G'day, everyone. Welcome to the Big Footy Eagles podcast for another week. Honey Badger 35 here. Miguel Sanchez is here. He's back on the bandwagon. I'm back on the bandwagon. We got some people in the comments already. We're here, Badgers. Not we're here, June. We're ready to go. Thank you for jumping on the show with us this week. Tried it is a, it's rarefied air, Miguel. The West Coast Eagles have won a game of football. Paul's saying that we're waiting for you to stop arguing. There's no arguing in the West Coast Eagles land anymore, Miguel. All is right with the world. We're back on the winners list. Peace at last. Oh, how good is this? Pretty good. Yeah, um, much happier time to be an Eagles fan. Um, we've finally got a win on the board albeit a 10-point win against 16th, but a win's a win. A win is a win, is a win. It's a win I predicted, but I'm not going to take a victory lap on that because in buy, sell, hold last week, my sell was Josh Kennedy. Before we, uh, we, there we go. Before we jump in, uh, I will just say all the usual plugs. We're on Twitter, we're on Twitch, we're on Facebook. Haven't done the plugs for a while because, Jesus, it's been grim. Meeks, it's been really, really grim. But uh, we're back on the winner's list. We're back in charge. So let's preview some footy. You know what? Let's review some footy instead. The West Coast Eagles, 16 goals, 11, 107. Defeated Essendon, 14, 13, 97. Miguel Sanchez, the West Coast Eagles, won a game of football by God. Didn't expect it with everything. I was sort of optimistically picking it more than anything. But I'll tell you what, it looks a bit dicey early, but the Eagles got it done. Oh, hang on, Minx. We've got some tech issues. Here you go. Live theatre. How good is this? G'day guys, just a note on the audio version here. We uh, had a few tech issues going back and forward trying to hear each other on the live stream. It wasn't working. Basically, we uh, managed to figure it out on the fly. Go and check out what happened on Facebook or on Twitter or on Twitch. It was pretty chaotic for a little while there, but what I'll do in the audio version, because I'm sure it was terrible listening, I will drop you back in right as I was starting to ramble on and make a little bit of sense. I think I'm about to talk about Josh Kennedy, in fact. And then Miguel will be on shortly after and normal service will resume. All right, here we go. I'll uh, first of all cop to the fact that I had Josh Kennedy as my cell last week. Not good. Not good at all. He kicked five goals. My fears about him getting exposed in defense were, uh, I don't know, I still sort of believe it. But by God, when he gets the footy, he's fantastic. Just a great man, a great footballer. And I really, really hope he plays forever, basically, because... Get him to 300 games at least. Might not be good for the Eagles, but it's good for me. I enjoy it. Uh, we're having a bit of a party here as well, if you can't see, ladies and gentlemen. So let's go. Needs another year, apparently, Josh Kennedy. My heart says yes. My head says absolutely not, but I'd love to see it. So uh, we'll see that that gets done. Yo was a little ripper in the comments here. Little preview for buy, sell, hold if we get Miguel back later on, which I hope we do. <laughs> Yo is going to be my buy. And it was just fantastic to see him. Two weeks in a row now, we've used him off half back. 20 disposals, 
10 rebound 50s. If I could be bothered bringing up the coach's votes, I'm almost certain that he got some. Just just fantastic to see. Jermaine Jones is another one as well. He's good for a few disposals per game that really make you tear your hair out. He's good for a few turnovers, but also really gets the job done with a couple of nice uh, nice clean kicks and, and good exit out of the back line. Here we go. Miguel's having another crack at jumping in here, so let's have a look. Can he go into a coaching role, says Kim, regarding Josh Kennedy? I'd love to see it. I would absolutely love to see it. I really, If we can manufacture a way to get him to 300 games without it costing anything, I'd really like, but I don't know what my odds are. Migs, anything? Better? Worse? We're doing a solo stream, ladies and gentlemen. <laughs> the one time we've got a win. Just rip your headphones out, Migs. Put them back in. Tried that a few times. There we go. We got you. Do that. Okay, can you hear me? Yeah, let's do it. Here we go. Look at that. Because I don't know how much solo shit I had left in me. Anyway, Miguel, I've just vamped for about seven minutes there on what I liked about the game. Why don't we hear for you for a change? What did you like about the game? Uh, it might be a bit of crossover then. Um, I thought, well, apart from the fact that we won, the um, the the game plan, the, the new game plan that we've heard so much about was really on show. They were, mm. you know, particularly Jones and Yo running from behind. Um, they were looking to go to the corridor uh, at all times, really at, at stages to the point of ignoring blokes that were on down the boundary, yes. just yes. weren't even looking there. And how much of this am I um, am I covering that you already covered? Very little. I've already tipped mm-hmm. that I really liked Owen Jones, but not in the specific ways that you've just said. Um, yeah. I suppose the big thing is, and it did cost us at times as well, there was a few kicks... Uh, I remember Gaff kicked one really poorly into the corridor. Yeah. And Jones was another culprit for these... I think Willie they, they weren't even bad options, stage, but yeah, that's, you're going to have to put up. Yeah, just just miss kicks, um, and you're going to have to put up with that. Um, but those killed us. So Essendon yeah. raced out. I think it was twenty nine to eight, thirty five to eight, something like that, maybe. Um, and a lot of those were on the turnover. A lot of those were turning a ball over centre circle or closer to Essendon's goal. But we always say that you know what, we'll give it a crack. We'll live with them turning the ball over, if they're going to play aggressive, if they're going to play attacking footy, you live with the mistakes. You can't turn around and be a hypocrite and then, you know, tar and feather them for making the mistakes. It's better when it comes off. Well, you can. You you shouldn't, but you absolutely can. (laughs) No, it's better when it comes off. It's dangerous when it doesn't. But you know what? We're going nowhere with what was happening before. So change it up. And since the bye, I mean, we're one and one and you're going to get into the record and it was only Essen and all of this. But the loss against Geelong was probably the most pleasing game for a while and then topped even more so by the Essendon game, at the very least, it looks like there's been a concept change or a bit of a philosophy change. Yeah, and you sort of saw hints of it in other games, but they really, uh, you'd see sort of 10 minutes and then they'd turn the ball over a few times and they'd give it up and go back to the the chip mark around the boundary style. Mm. So, Mm. yeah, the last couple of weeks we've seen them really stick with it um, and, you know, didn't abandon it even after those turnovers and, uh, Peter Wright and Stringer look like they might get off the chain a bit in that first quarter. So, um, yeah, really pleasing. Uh, next test will be to, to do it against um, mm. a team that brings some uh, some physical intensity against us, which Geelong did, um, but Essendon played a little bit of sort of bruise-free bruise footy. So, um, yeah, the next test will be to, to get a win against um, a side that's a bit higher than 16th on the ladder. Yeah, and Richmond at the G coming up. We'll talk about that later on in the week, of course. Uh, where do you want to start first, I suppose? We've talked a little bit about the halfback stuff. Do you want to do the Barras and Wright matchup? Because that did really threaten to shape the game. 
Uh, go on then. I will bring the coaches' votes up because I'm certain that Wright would have got some. Uh, you know, he he was what did he kick four four? But really, he could have had loads. He was pretty inaccurate on the day, and could have had six or seven by half time. Exactly. Yeah, everything went through him. It was no secret. Everybody in the building knew where it was going. I wonder if Barras was either playing him badly or whether he was given too big of a task without that much help. But whatever happened post halftime, it was so much more improved. Yeah, well, Barras you know, gives away a couple of inches to those really big guys, two metre Peter, and um, mm. uh, we've seen Max King get a hold of him uh, last year. We've seen um, who's the other one I'm trying to think of. My dog just absolutely has to be in the shot there. Um, <laughs> Buddy camera whore. Um, we've seen, yeah, uh, Max King. We've seen, I'm trying to think of you. Oh, well, Mason Cox um, get a hold of him at times. So he does yep. struggle against those really big guys. Um, and I think, well, Peter Wright was getting, um, you know, just kicks out on the lead early on um, mm. with some of those turnovers. But uh, when the ball was going into them one-on-one, I think Barras was trying to match him up, was, was trying to stick on his shoulder. Uh, and then at that at halftime, he adjusted. He sort of gave Wright a bit of a run-up, um, but then he, he was able to time his jump, come in late, um, you know, hit the ball right at the marking point and, and spoil it. So, um, yeah, I, th- I think he definitely adapted there and, uh, um, yeah, um, turned that match up around, really. And I don't know whether Barras has got any coaches' votes. Um, well, yes. Not. So Peter Wright actually got eight, same as Kennedy. So they're both okay. key forwards, really shaping the match. Jack Darling got five. Uh, Willie got three. Mason Redmond, two. Ryan, Yo, and Dylan Shiel, uh, two for Ryan, and then one each for Yo and Shiel. So no votes for Barras. Uh, second half, much better than the first. Kim in the comments here is saying, I think Shannon Hearn had a chat with him. And this is something that I think okay. was David King. Somebody pointed out some behind-the-goals vision. Uh it was very frustrating at the time. There was a mark that Peter Wright took out on the league against Liam Duggan. And I was sort of thinking, how the hell has that matchup taken place? Kingy showed the vision after the fact, and it was literally just they were standing sort of near each other. Nobody made an effort to swap onto the right guy. And then yeah. Peter Wright's going to outmark Liam Duggan. That's not anyone's fault, but, you know. Uh, but after that happened, now this was in the second quarter. So after, uh, no, it would have been in the, maybe it was even in the first quarter. Anyway, after it happened, Hearn has gone straight to Barras and not given him a bait because he's not that sort of guy. But he was with him for a good 15, 20 seconds, not worrying about lining up or right kicking the goal or anything, just talking to him. And you've got to say, later as the game went on, it did improve. So maybe it was that, Shannon Hearn having a chat with him, coaching change, just Barras getting his head straight. I'm not sure what it was, but certainly helped. Uh, Tom Barras's stat line for the day, by the way, 11 disposals, which came from 10 marks. Uh, 13 one percenters as well. So you have to assume that the majority of those are spoils. Pretty impressive stuff. Uh, will Dom Sheed play this week is a question here in the comments. One, one would... running bounce just before you go off Barras' oh, stats yeah. there. Yeah, a career high. Yeah. Career high, one running bounce. Uh, Dom Sheed, I would say, will not play, but we might save some Richmond and later down the line stuff for uh, for the Thursday, Friday pod. Keen to celebrate and listen to this uh, in podcast form tomorrow morning, says Kate. No worries, Kate. Thank you. We'll uh, trim out some of the some of the vamping at the start of the show, maybe for the audio format. We'll get out a nice lean podcast later on. Uh, swinging up the other end. I mean, we're looking at the coaches' votes here, Migs, and it's entirely forwards, more or less. You know, Kennedy, Darling, Rioli, and Ryan. Yo is the only eagle that got votes who is not an out-and-out forward. Do you want to talk about Josh Kennedy? I've already sort of tried to cop that I was wrong on that one. Do you, how many words can you say about Josh Kennedy, really? 
Oh, yeah, wound back the clock. Um, yeah, fantastic. I'd written him off. I had him in my outs for that week mm. um, off a, off a six-day break and looked really sore and was really showing his age against Geelong. Um, yeah, saw really none of that. Um, yeah, not even any sort of times where you think, oh, he's yeah, he struggled a bit there. So, yeah. Even the Geelong game, the desperation, we were talking about this last week, the desperation when the ball is around is not up for debate. Yep. The man just wants the footy and just wants to do anything to help tackles. He had a chop-off spoil this week. Uh, he's just killing himself for it. Now, when yeah. he's caught out of position, he does now just resort to giving away a free kick because yeah. he doesn't want it to come out quickly, so he'll just wrap the guy up. It's quite funny to watch. But you can see it's catching up with him, but, man, when the footy's there, he's still he's still Josh Kennedy. He's still so good. What did he kick? 2-2 yeah. against the Cats, so it wasn't even, yeah, it wasn't even too bad. Uh, Jack Darling. I'm interested with Jack Darling. Are you a fan of those AFL rankings, you know, the little bar graph or whatever? Mm. It's numbers, so I should be, but no, not really. I haven't they're, a bit, really they're a bit hit and miss. Jack Darling's game. Here we go. Keys says Waterman had a good game in the comments here. G'day, Keys. Thanks, yeah. for, uh, thanks for jumping in. Uh, we'll talk about Waterman in a sec because I want to do Rioli, Ryan, Waterman all in a big group and Cripps as well in a big group. But Jack Darling, early migs, early on in the game, clunking marks again. He took that ridiculous one-hander. He's yeah. taking pack marks. He had a passage. Of, I think his best passage of play for me was in the third quarter. It was a bit, bit of a nothing kick to the wing, just hoping for the best. And he turned his man. He thumped it down the wing. He's gone and collected the footy and then given a handball over the top. It led to a set shot on goal. Yeah. I mean, do we say he's back? It's his 250th coming up. Do we say he's back? His last month of footy has been the best Jack Darling footy we've seen since 2018, I think. Yeah, I think he was down against Geelong. Um he was, oh, but yeah, even he was, still, he wasn't tragic. He was just not no, as good. He was, yeah, he was building really nicely coming into the bye and, yeah, had another really good game. Um, mm. again, and, yeah, you said you know, all, the, all the effort stuff that he does and um, uh, the delivery doesn't help him on occasions uh, and he was sort of battling two-on-one a few times on uh, Friday as well. But, yeah, just, um, just goes all day. He's often in our top. Uh, top runners and um, doesn't get – he's not getting on the end of as many and uh, Kennedy's probably pulled ahead of him a bit in the uh, the race for the leading goal scorer, but he's doing a lot mm. of his work up the ground. He's letting Kennedy stay at home and, um, yeah, taking a taking a really good defender as well. So, yeah, he's been uh, – he'd be close to um, leading our best and fairest at the moment, I reckon. I um, actually think he pro- – I think Kelly is – just on yeah, availability, Kelly, I suppose. But yeah. oh, grasp, good shout. Because Gov was great yeah. early, but is obviously now injured, so he won't get it anyway. But yeah. I think I think people will be surprised by how high up the BNF count Jack Darling is. What about the mid-size forwards, the flankers, whatever it's going to be? How's my maths on the fly? What do we got? Willie Rioli kicked three. Uh, Cripps kicked three. There you go. Waterman kicked one. That's seven by my count. Miguel, did Ryan kick any? Of course yeah. he did. He kicked two. Ryan there kicked you go. Two. Someone else kicked two. Uh, no, yeah, oh, yeah. They were all. They all came from the designated forwards. All the scoring came, yeah. which is a good thing and a bad thing in a way. But you know, certainly nice to see that they're all hitting form. Cripps was fantastic against Geelong, and he backed it up. Ryan yeah. came back into the side and looked great. Rioli was in everything that we did good against the Cats, and then again, you know, just a tremendous footballer, so impactful. Yeah, uh, and all the time you say, um, you know, all our goals came from the forwards, but we only spent a lot of time in the middle, 
Um, he was he was at a, I haven't seen centre bounce numbers. He was in a lot of the centre bounces. Um, well, this that's the great thing is I mean even the first centre bounce of the game I think he was in. They use him higher up the field, and then I thought Waterman. I thought he had his best game. Do I say ever? Certainly of the season. I think he's been in decent form the last couple of games. But yeah. was it his best? Certainly his best game of the season. Let's call it that. He was again marking everything. He seemed the one of of all of them, Migs, that just seemed to go. I'm going to play on here. And actually, sometimes it was a bit of a detriment where he'd handball to a runner from behind and we didn't really have much further afield, so we sort of had to stall and, and figure it out. But yeah. pretty much every time he marked the ball, he was like, who can I handball it to or who, how quickly can I wheel and go? I, he was he was great. Yeah, that whole I, – I think Simo said it's, I think, the, the first time all season that that preferred forward line has been together, um, uh, missing Oscar Allen. But other than that, yeah. you know, first choice forwards all out there together and – yeah, it showed there was a lot of um, uh, running to space. They weren't getting in each other's way. There wasn't too many instances of you know, three or four blokes flying for the same mark. So, mm. um, And, yeah, they put it on the scoreboard. Was it the first time we've got to 100 points for the year? I think it's our – I think it was 26 games or something like that. It was some no, very, yeah. very bad streak. But, yes, it was our first. Uh, Keys agrees with Jay about Redden. Jay in the comments here saying Jack Redden for BNF. That's a good call. Been available. He's been good. That's half the battle is just playing a, yeah. a large number of games. So that's a good one. Uh, right. We've done the forwards. We've done the halfbacks. We've done the big matchup. What about the most exciting young prospects, not just in the Eagles, not just in WA, but in the AFL, Miguel? Brady Hoff. Brady Hoff. Just, just the greatest yeah. man alive. That first quarter and the first, you know early into the second quarter, he was pretty much our best on ground. Yeah, he everything was, he was everything. touching was turning into goals. Yeah. He was... The, at quarter time, he was the leader of meters gained by a mile. So, oh, you know, oh, abs- by like yeah. good 150 meters clear of the next person. He was like, I think he was in the three early 300s, and the next best was Yo had about 180 or something. Like that. Anyway, he's in everything. He's getting plenty of the footy. You know, he's going to fade in and out of games because he's a kid. And frankly, if you look at his body, he doesn't even look like he should be really playing too many games of footy. But it's hard not to see him playing well, using the footy well. He's very confident. He'll take on a tackler and all that sort of stuff. And he's playing on the wing, Migs, crucially. He's not getting this off the half back, which would have been nice, but it makes you excited for the rest of the season. It makes you excited for the future that they're going, all right, here's a kid. We want to get him involved. Where can we put him? We'll put him on the wing. We're not going to mess around with any of this small defense and try and bloody off the half back. No, no. He's a winger. He's finding the footy. He's using the footy. Yeah. Um, he just looks looks so assured at the level um, for a kid that I don't think it even played senior waffle before we drafted him. So yeah, we had a few like that. Footy would have been um, round one against the Gold Coast. And mm. he just, you know, he, he doesn't look like a, well, apart from his build, he doesn't look like a teenager <laughs> out there. He looks, looks really assured, um, makes good decisions, um, looks to have time, which is a great quality as well. So yeah, really think we've found one there and um You've just spoiled my buy from my buy, sell, hold. So thanks for that. No worries. I'm going to quickly uh, just stall for some more time because I do have a screenshot of that quarter time. Here we go. Oh, I was wrong. You know what? 226 metres gained. And the next closest was Yo, who had 146. This is at quarter time. So he's, so he's heading, for, well, heading for almost a kilometre gained, which would be... Yes. A, now, now he did fade. Let's, let's be honest. He did sort of fade as the game went on. But that's okay because he's, what is he, 19, 18? But it's exciting the way they're using him. It's exciting that they're trusting him to get involved. And, yeah, I, I think yeah. probably 
all bar one of, I think, of our first quarter goals came off his boot in terms of the, the goal assist or, you know, some something further yeah. up the line. So really nice to see from Hoff. Do we want to get into buy, sell, hold? Do you have any other comments that you want to make, I suppose, on the game as it relates to sort of more of a review rather than looking forward or, or anything else, uh, Migs, before we get into some buy, sell, hold? No, I can't think of anything that won't spell, spoil my sell or my hold. So There you go. He could be anything if he gets in the gym and bulks up in a few years' time, says Owen Davies. Fantastic call. I think I think the frame is probably the only thing holding him back. June in the comments saying sometimes bulking up a player ruins them, though, and I suppose it's a matter of the old classic mix going too far the other way. Yeah. For me, he looks a little bit slight, and given that he's pretty aggressive in taking on some tacklers, uh, he very nearly got caught holding the ball early in the second quarter. I would say he should have been caught holding the ball. I, would have, I think he got away with yeah. one there. But the point is he will look at somebody who's, you know, 10 years older than him with 150 games more experience than him and go, no, no, I'll break that tackle. Adding a bit of size, making him a winger, making him a midfielder. I don't know what his ceiling is in terms of that capacity, but it's just nice to see for now. Uh, Buy, sell, hold, Migs. Shall we do it? Well, that was my buy. Do you want to start with yours? Well, my buy was Elliot Yo, who we've already talked about. Just... Fantastic to see him used. I don't think... I've said it before, I'll keep saying it. If Elliot Yo's at his best, his best spot is the midfield. I think it's best for us that he's in the midfield. But while we're looking a bit stunted and trying to figure out who the hell we are, there's something really nice about having someone who just takes a mark and waits for the guy to be told to stand and goes, thanks for that. Thanks very much, mate. And he's yeah. away. Thanks. It's awesome to see. Super aggressive. He's taking bounces off half back again. He's looking over his shoulder and saying, no, I've got you beat and just running past blokes. Yeah. Elliot Yo is my buy. I don't think we're going to have any problems with him for the rest of the year, as long as he can keep playing. Who's your hold? Yeah. I'd like to see Yo um, stay back for the rest of the season. I think we've hmm. got a few guys that we're trying to fit in the midfield. Uh, and I think he's, we've got a few guys we're trying to fit down back as well, I suppose. But um, I, I think he's, uh, he's fitting in really well down there. And he and Jones are, are giving us that, run from behind and drive and, and you know, line-breaking run that we haven't had for a long time. So, yeah, I'd like no. to see him stop there for a while. Yeah. Uh, my hold, was it? Um, Bailey Williams. Um, okay. Quiet, probably in the first half. Did a lot of um, just about wrap the last quarter solo and um, was starting to win the hitouts um, and starting to beat Draper and, uh, and Nick Bryan. So... Um, yeah, opportunity to partner Nick Nat next week. I think the two guys were auditioning for that. Um, I think Williams won it comfortably, and I think oh, yeah. um, he'll have still have a bit of responsibility next week while um, while Nick Nat is building back to uh, what for him is full fitness. So, um, yeah, I think he, he came into the game. Williams came into the game really well um, in that last quarter against Essendon, and, yeah, hopefully he'll um, uh, he'll carry on with that. Uh, while we're talking Nick Nat, apparently Nick has said today, he did the media today, and he said uh, he wants Elliot Yo back in the midfield with him as soon as possible. All right, Nick. Well, appreciate your input, mate, but I don't know that. Is Nick Nat he really somebody wants, to trust about? He wants Luke Jackson as his track partner, doesn't he? I think he said something along the lines of anybody would want that. But anyway, there you go. Uh, nah, look, for hold for me, I will say Kelly. Uh, we've sort of sussed out that maybe it's going to be Redden or maybe Darling, but... Ultimately, I think Kelly's going to feature very high up in our best and fairest. He wasn't good on the weekend. There's no real way to sugarcoat it. You know, he got the footy same amount as the rest of the mids and he turned it over half the time. So he wasn't great. 
there's a couple of instances where, but you know what? The most pleasing thing I thought from him was he got a crumb at some point uh, in front of goals. And the problem was he took too long. But his first thought when he picked up the ball wasn't who's running by, who can I give it to? He decided, you know what? I'm 40 out. I'm going to actually have a ping. And we do need him to start kicking some goals. But I think he's been good. I think the price tag has warped people's view of him, something serious. Because yeah. I think he's, I reckon he's probably been our best player for the year. I thought he was our best player. Probably, I mean, Nick Nat excluded. I thought he was our best player last year as well. Like, he's just really good at footy. And the price tag has hurt him a little bit. And I'm not pretending he played well against Essendon, but I'm not. There's every chance. If you told me that Tim Kelly turned around and was our best player next week at any given point, I would believe that. So yeah. hold for TK for me. Uh, my sell, sort of backing off what you've just said about Bailey Williams, is Jamison. Good little audition period for him. We all accepted that he probably wasn't ready yet. Nice to get some minutes into him. He's had his moments. I was actually really high on him when he first came in for Nick Nat. You know, he, he surprised me and he started having a good few weeks. It's faded as it's gone on. You're starting to see maybe this is why he's not ready. He's maybe starting to break down. I think he only had two disposals on Friday. What was it? Uh, two disposals and he, yeah. he really looked lost. By the end, we were essentially just hiding him in the goal square, which doesn't do much for anyone, to be honest. Um, do you know what? And this is borrowing off everybody's favourite big footy poster, Ochre. Uh, Rotham was the backup ruck at some point in the waffle last week. No, no, sorry, not at some point. He was the lead ruck in the waffle last week. He looks all the way out of sorts down back. Rotham is a candidate for a sell as well. I would rather roll the dice if we're not going to go too dedicated ruckman. I would rather roll the dice with like Nick Nat and Rotham, you know, or, or, or Nick Nat and Bailey is an obvious one. But let's say Nick and Rotham rather than saying Nick and Cal Jamison because... At the moment, he just looks out of sorts when he's not in the ruck, and he sort of looks out of sorts in the ruck. Yeah, his um, his second efforts are really well; they were really good. I think, yeah, I think he's um, he's played what, seven games in a row, I think, and he's mm. he's really starting to flag. So, um, yeah, might need a week off um, if he's not in the waffle. Well, actually, there's a waffle buy um, on the mm. weekend, so he'll get a week off if he's not picked, um, which will be good for him. Yeah, he's. Uh, He's been a real surprise packet, and um, up until probably a couple of weeks ago, I would have had him level pegging with um, Brady Hoff for our what do we call it now? Emerging talent sure. of the year. Yeah. Um, they were the they were the two really uh, really bright sparks out of our um, our really poor run. So um, yeah, he's been um, he's been a massive surprise. I wasn't you know, sort of expecting him to get quietly delisted at the end of the year. Um, yeah before he came, sort of surprisingly came into the side and, um, and yeah, showed that we might have one there. But, yeah, um, young kid and uh, he's, uh, um, yeah, starting to show the effects at the moment. Uh, my cell was uh, Petrocelli, uh, copying a bit in the in the thread as well, I think, um, looked a bit lost. I'm not sure whether, was he doing a, trying to do a job on Nick Hind or something? I couldn't see that he was doing a job on anyone. Yeah. That's not to say he wasn't because I, I wasn't sitting there watching Petch exclusively and seeing what he was up to. But it's just when he gets the footy, he actually he took again took a good overhead mark. He had yeah. a bad turnover at one point, and then the very next play, he got a tackle in our forward pocket, got a ball up or, or a throw in, and, and we sort of went from there. He can do the bits and pieces. He's showing glimpses of the bits and pieces. Yeah. When the footy is there, and we saw it again, he's run himself into trouble. He doesn't know where to go. 
he doesn't know when to go quickly. And when he does, he seems to just get into traffic more quickly. That seems to be the benefit of him running fast. So I don't know, persist with him because that's what this year's for. And I'll say that until I'm blue in the face. But yeah, it's he's an almost footballer. And he, again, just always almost with Petch. Leave yeah. Petch alone, says Keys in the comments here. That's a shame. <laughs> Sorry, Keys. Enjoy your drive. Keys doing his best um, Britney fan impression. <laughs> that's, that is a throwback. That's yeah. a that's a wow. That's an original internet throwback. Quickly, yeah. uh, Migs, we'll go through the Beagles as well because they had a nice win. It was a good win for the a good weekend for the club. Beagles got yeah. their first win. Eagles got Doubled their first our, win in a while. Doubled our West Coast wins for twenty twenty two in the one weekend. What a weekend! What a yeah. what a two day period! Amazing. Uh, Thirteen twelve ninety. They defeated South Freo seven seven forty nine. Nick Nat. Great, got through the game, kicked a couple goals. He's a beast in the ruck. We went from Rotham in the ruck, by the way, to Nat Nui and Stranatica. That just seems like an unfair yeah. climb. Uh, what about, though, the big story out of the game, Miguel? Harry Edwards, 30 disposals, which looks good. Did we play in midfield? Nah, he was just sitting out the back. 23 marks, a waffle record. The all-time waffle record for marks. 23 marks for Harry Edwards, 30 disposals. Uh, with it and had 27. O'Neill, who has apparently been in the gym, uh, 27 from him as well. Greg Clark, 27. Nash, 25. Foley, 24. Jackson Nelson, 20 and a goal. G'day, Jacko. Some nice little signs there from uh, from the kids in the waffle. Yeah. Um, O'Neill in the midfield getting fed by Nick Nat was great. Um, Zane True showed a bit in the middle as well. Um, Jai Cully got pushed out, unfortunately, um, by all those guys coming back. Um, but still you know, glimpses, still though. Sorry? Glimpses, glimpses, yeah, definitely. You can can figure it out that he's going to be a player, you know? Yeah, um, certainly looked like he belonged. Um, Yeah, yeah, uh, Harry Edwards, uh, some of those marks were the chips around the back line, but a lot of them were intercepts. Um, Yeah, I don't know how many. Yeah, he was basically unstoppable back there. So he's in a strange place where he's too good for Waffle, but he's um, struggling at the moment when he comes up. which, well, you say that, but there is something to be said. not helping. But. but there's something to be said for he got a decent run in the AFL. He did look out of sorts, and I I like him, but he looks like he's gone backwards this year. Go to the waffle, yeah. play decent footy, and now play your best game of the season. You know he's he's ramping up in the waffle. Something to be said for that. That's how the system should work. That's why we've got the seconds. That's why you know. And coming up this week, we'll get into the Richmond game later on in the week, but. You know, you got Rewalt, you got Lynch. I know Lynch gave us a bit of a bath last time, but give Barras some help. There's no Gov coming off 30 disposal, 23 mark game. It's, it all makes sense. It all sort of links up nicely. Yep. Uh, who else do we like then? So we've got Clark, which is nice to see him in the middle. Xavier O'Neill, am I dreaming? Did he get bigger? Have I just not seen him for a while? He looked jacked compared to yeah. Xavier O'Neill I last saw. What did he have? He had a knee, didn't he? So, yeah, maybe he's been doing um, just upper body stuff for six weeks. Evidently. Uh, Beyond that, yeah, you know, guys like SPS, who I really want to see make it, didn't exactly slam the door down or anything like that. Nat Nui is the the confident one, and then Harry Edwards has done done himself no uh, harm in terms of getting picked this week either. Yep. Anything else there, Migs? We've had a bit of a celebration this week. We, uh, We finally got it all sorted and up and running. But uh, just nice to have a win. Yeah. Anything else? Uh, I don't know. Do you want to talk tribunal? Do you want to talk 
Um, who's moving to Tasmania? <laughs> uh, do you know yeah. what? We'll save it for the Richmond because it all ties in nicely. But there's been yeah. a bit of rumours about the Eagles being interested in uh, Liam Baker from Richmond. So turned into the best on ground performance apparently on the weekend, which is kind of annoying. But we'll get into that. Jack Darling's 250th as well. So we'll get into that. What else have we had? We've had uh, some Dan Venables news, a little bit of that sort of stuff. There's just a few little stories on the periphery. It's actually nice for the Eagles to be in a good spot for once. So uh, I reckon, what do you reckon, Mix? Well, might leave it there, but keep the party going in the comments, guys. Jump on Twitter, jump on Facebook, jump on Twitch if you like. There you go. And uh, let us know what you liked, what you didn't like, just how good it is to be back on the winner's list. I reckon we'll leave it there, Mix. Thank you for jumping on the show. Yeah, no worries. Uh, in the comments, if you send in some um, some recommendations for a new microphone, that'd be great. <laughs> there you go. We'll try and get Migs back up and running by the time we talk to you later in the week. Maybe Thursday, maybe Friday. Uh, Migs, it might be you. It might be Keys. It might be somebody else. We'll wait and see what happens. But uh, we'll, we'll preview the Richmond game and Jack Darling's 250th, a few other things as well later on in the week. Thank you for jumping on, jumping in the comments. Always great to see the familiar faces and uh, share the show. We'll put it out as a podcast as well. I'll get the podcast out tonight. So if you want something to listen to while you're driving, just uh, share the show, pass it around, share the love. All the best, and we will uh, talk to you later on in the week. Bye for now. Bye.